coming up. Some people, sometimes people don't understand your calling. And they give you advice. And they don't believe in you. They don't know your calling, what God is calling you to. And they will lead you away from stuff that will help you fulfill your call. And again, it's not always malicious. It's unintentional. They don't even really realize it. They just know what they know, right? But you have to be aware of what God has called you to. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Here's something to think about. How often do you stop and reflect on the lessons you've learned in life? Daily? Weekly? Never? Thankfully, we have a teacher who doesn't mind teaching and reteaching the most important things we need to know. In the message series, Lessons from Walking with Jesus, Pastor Robert unpacks some truth we can depend on, taken directly from the life and perspective of the greatest teacher that ever lived and those who walked with him. Here's the continuation of the message, Pursuing Your Calling. I had an incident when um, in my early 20s, and <laughs> um, it was uh, voting day, and I went to vote. And at that time, I, I hadn't switched my registration location or my voting location over yet. It was still relative to my mother's address. So I had to go back to the town, to the hood, where I grew up, to vote, because I hadn't changed it. Damn, I'm a young man. And so while I was there, I ran into this older adult, and she was a friend of the family, and we talked, we chopped it up, and I was sharing with her how I hadn't, you know, I'm, you know I moved out of my mother's house, I'm living over here now, and I hadn't switched it over yet. I said, but I'm going to do it. She said, oh, no. Don't do it. Just leave it here. <laughs> and she says, because... You never know. You might have to come back. <laughs> and at the time, I thought it made some sense. I'm a young man. I'm about 21, you know, <laughs> 22, something. I didn't trip on it, you know. So, I, so the first year, first, you know, I didn't trip on changing it. You know, and I wasn't that excited about doing it anyway. But. Later, I thought about it. I was like, oh, no, she don't get it. <laughs> she don't understand my calling. God is calling me <laughs> to become an adult. <laughs> Y'all get what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's time for me to start setting up my adult life. Where my responsibilities are tied to me, not my mama. Do y'all understand? But she probably meant well and had some experience that said it's probably good for you to leave it. But it was not the best advice. She, it would have been better for her to encourage me to accept my adult responsibilities and switch my registration over to another location. Become an adult. 
Instead, she gave me advice to keep holding on to your mama. <laughs> some, some people, I'm just saying, sometimes people don't understand what God is calling you to. And again, it's not always malicious. It's, they mean well. But no, God is calling us to something higher. And I'm going to tell you another story related to this. And when I first, my wife may have mentioned it at some point in our meetings or something. Uh, well, I know she did. <laughs> but yeah, because we know we got married young. You know, I was, you know, 2 0 when I said I do. And when some folk found out, that I was getting married, so I had one, one person tell me, you know, Rob, you might not, older adult, you, you might not want to do that. You might want to sow some more oats before you do that. That's what that, I, I'm telling I'm, I'm, that's what they told me. <laughs> Didn't understand my calling. You know what I'm You see this woman right here? Whoo. She kept me from making some mistakes. Amen. <laughs> oh, yes, she did. Uh-huh. Because, see, she, her, her upbringing was functional. In some areas where mine was dysfunctional. Anybody know? And vice versa. But she had a perspective that I didn't have on some stuff. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I don't think you do. <laughs> I, I, let me break it down to you. Let me break it down to you. I didn't get a social security no, number until I met her. Y'all understand? I hadn't even thought about it. It was, it was like she was, and we were dating or something, and she was like, you, you know, we were talking, she said, you need to get a social She took me down to the social security office, or wherever we went, to get a social security card. I didn't have one. Y'all understand what I'm saying? No, you, I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, y'all see what I'm she had had hers for like buku years. Uh -oh, buku. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. She had had hers a long time. I hadn't. I didn't have one. And she ushered me into having a social security number. But I'm supposed to sow my royal oats. <sighs> like I said, in some areas where. There was dysfunction for me. There was function for her. And she introduced me to some functional stuff. Y'all get what I'm saying? And so some people, sometimes people don't understand your calling. And they give you advice. And they don't believe in you. They don't know your calling, what God is calling you to. And they will lead you away from stuff that will help you fulfill your call. And again, it's not always malicious. It's unintentional. They don't even really realize it. They just know what they know, right? 
But you have to be aware of what God has called you to. And make sure you stay on the path. And here are his brothers, folks he loved, telling him to, how to fulfill his call. And they don't even believe in it. Okay. Number three. People will try to get you to do things at the wrong time. People will try to get you to do things at the wrong time. John 7, 6 says, Therefore, Jesus told them, My time is not yet here. For you may, for you any time will do. So they told him to go to the feast. Jesus says, well, it ain't time for me to go, but for you, it's, it's okay for you to go. It's time for you to go anytime. You can go at any time, but not me. And, see, a lot of times people want you, they, they, they prescribe to you what's been prescribed to them. But y'all know you ain't supposed to share prescriptions. <laughs> right? <laughs> One size don't fit all. Just because it works for you don't mean it's going to work for me. And so Jesus tells them, it's the wrong time for me, but it's okay for you to go. Go ahead. You should go. So people will try to tell you to do things at the wrong time. They did it to Jesus. Y'all going to see? So you know they would do it to you. And Jesus was aware, though, that it was the wrong time. So we need to learn from that. Number four, uh, uh, being aware of how society perceives you helps you make better decisions. Being aware of how society perceives you helps you make better decisions. Look what the text goes on and says. John 7, 7 through 10. The world cannot hate you. He's talking to his brothers. But the world hates me because I tell the people in the world that they do evil things. So I'm going to pause right there. So now Jesus is, is letting them see what works for you don't work for me. And he gave them the reason why. He says the world cannot hate you. Not that it doesn't hate you. He said, it ain't even possible for the world to hate you to his brothers. You know why he was saying that to them? Because they were the world. They was the world. They, they, fit, they fit right into the world system. They were living by the world system. They were in, in, in congruence with the world system. So he says, the world can't hate you, but the world does hate me. So that's the first thing that's different about me and you is that the world hates me, it doesn't hate you. So when you're giving me a prescription that fits you, it doesn't fit me because the world system hates me. And the reason the world system hates me is because I tell the people in the system, you doing evil stuff. You ain't doing that. <laughs> you going right along with the people, with the world system, and not pointing out the evil, so it ain't going to hate you. But it's going to hate me because I tell them when they're evil. <laughs> so what works for you ain't going to work for me. 
<laughs> See, sometimes, sometimes people are giving us advice, and there is a difference between the two of you. And you may not know them well enough to know the difference because you just see them once a week. And, you know, you say hallelujah, bless your name, and all that, and, and then you, you think y'all are the same. I come to tell you. <laughs> I come to tell you. You might not be the same. <laughs> so their advice is coming from a place that doesn't fit you. Okay? And Jesus told them why. Again, he says, I point out the evil in the system or the world. So it hates me. This is why it's not time for me to go, but it is time for you to go. You can go at any time. He said, you can go on up there any time. It don't matter. But me, they trying to kill me. So I just can't go at any time. So when you understand how society perceives you, you can make better decisions. And that's what Jesus said. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going, not, at least not right now. Look at Reed's song. Um, he says here in verse 8, so you go to the festival. I will not go now because the right time for me has not yet come. This is awareness, my brothers and sisters. We have to be aware of how society perceives us so we can make better decisions for our calling and our walk and what God has called us to do. And Jesus says, y'all go ahead and go. I ain't going right now. It's not the right time. Verse 9 says, and Jesus said this, after Jesus said this, he stayed in Galilee. So he's walking around the town. <laughs> All right, I just want y'all, yeah, walk with me. We're going we to be here for this message. We're here. Because the thing I didn't say about the festival, it lasted seven days. And it culminated on the eighth day. Um, and so we're going to be here in the, this whole scene of the festival. And Jesus is teaching us something here. So they take off to go to this thing that's big celebration and Jesus still walking around the town I would imagine there's not a whole lot of folk in the town <laughs> pretty much everybody's gone y'all just get this he walking around an empty town he just you know <laughs> he's in Galilee just folks is gone right and so then it it reads on Verse 10 says, so his brothers left to go to the festival. After they left, Jesus went too, but he did not let people see him. So when the right time did come, Jesus went, but he went in kind of secretly. He didn't walk through the main gate, you know, like we would do. And, you know, we walk in and go, oh, what's up, Rob? What's up, Rob, my boy? And he didn't come through like that because he, he was, he know folks was after him. So he came through and he came through you know, side road, side gate, something. You know, he came through in secretly so that big hoorah wouldn't happen when he came in. And as we're going to read on, we'll see why it was wise for him to do what he did. 
as we keep walking through here the, through these points. Point number five, people will have mixed feelings about you. People will have mixed feelings about you. I know you love yourself, but understand, everybody don't love you like that. Okay? <laughs> you got to get that into your spirit. Everybody don't feel like that about you. Right? Look here. John 7, 14 and 15, I mean, uh, John 7, 11 and 12 says, Now at the festival, the Jewish leaders were watching for Jesus and asking, where is he? Y'all see that? <laughs> He, he, he just talked about how they're trying to kill him. And so he said, it ain't my time to go. You go. He goes later and he goes in secretly. And look what happened. They was looking for him. And the leaders was asking, where's Jesus? Where is he? And if he came through the main gate and everybody went, oh, Jesus, what's up? G, J, what's up? And, you know, it they would have drew all this attention to him. And then, oh, there he is. But now he comes in, he comes in inconspicuously. So that doesn't happen. Right? Jesus was wise. He was wise. And so the text reads on verse 12. Among the crowds there was widespread whispering about him. So not only was the Jewish leaders looking for him, the crowd was whispering about Jesus. So now you know if he come in with a big scene, if they didn't see or hear the scene or hear the loudness, they would hear the whispers because they would have just spread out. Oh, there Jesus, there Jesus, there Jesus, there Jesus, there Jesus, there Jesus. There Jesus. <laughs> so the crowd was whispering about him and it reads on, some said he is a good man. And others replied, no, he deceives people. <laughs> y'all see that? This, this is Jesus, y'all. And the crowd is whispering that he's good. No, I don't like him. Uh, he cool with me. I don't like him, no. I think he's a deceiver. <laughs> this is about Jesus. And if they got mixed feelings about Jesus... Y'all know how they feel about you. <laughs> so don't think everybody's drinking your Kool-Aid. Everybody ain't, you know, <laughs> all hee-hee-hee about you. You got to understand that. Whether they tell you or not. You got to know there are whispers going on. I know on my job, I know at some point somebody talked something because I, I saw this, I see somebody and I've been seeing them for a long time and never said, they never said nothing to me. And then one day they called my name. And like, I didn't introduce myself to you. And you know what I'm saying? So somehow you found out my name. So you either heard a whisper or you went and looked on our, our employee directory. You did something, uh, you know, on behind the scenes for it to kind of come happen, right? Because you know my name. And I know they do it because I do it, you know, because some folks, they never introduce themselves to me and I find out their name. But I'm doing it so that I can build relationships. So when I see them, I might look them up on the directory or whatever and I say, hey, Joe, what's up? How you doing? Good morning, Joe. That's it. You know, just something of that nature. 
And so, <clears throat> so they're whispering about Jesus. Don't expect everybody to like you. Point number six, people will question the source of your knowledge. People will question the source of your knowledge. John 7, 14, 15. Uh, not until halfway through the festival did Jesus go up to the temple courts and begin to teach. The Jews there were amazed and asked, how did this man get such learnings without having been taught? So look what Jesus did. He's at this big event celebration that's the most popular and the most joyous of the, of the uh, pilgrimage uh, celebrations. And he waited until halfway in before he made a public statement. <laughs> and he goes into the synagogue, he begins to teach, and he amazes the crowd, wows the crowd, and they say, how did he learn what he knows when he hasn't been formally taught? How is he teaching like a rabbi when he hasn't had any rabbinic training? <laughs> People will question your source of your knowledge. They want to know. See, what does that look like today? Let me tell you what it looks like today. Your phone will go bing, and then you will look at it, and it will say LinkedIn requests <laughs> from Joe, John, John, John Doe, and they want to link up with you or want to be your Facebook friend or something. Yeah. So that you can accept it and now they can go in and look at all your stuff. <laughs> yeah, y'all get and again it's not necessarily malicious. I don't mean to say it's malicious. I'm just telling you what it looks like today. <laughs> Folks wanna know. They wanna know. <laughs> but they look at okay, he worked here, he did this, he did that. Where did he go to school? So, some you know, some folks they just jump right down to the education. They don't even look at none of your they just go and see where you're at. Come on, y'all. Y'all, y'all. Huh? They just they want to see where you getting your knowledge from. They did it to Jesus, y'all. They wanted to know about Jesus' knowledge. It wasn't enough that he was amazing them with his teaching. They wanted to know, well, how, where are you getting this information from? And so they begin to question. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, Pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, 
I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. And see, ultimately, ultimately our thirst is immaterial. It's spiritual. It, 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 what I mean by that is your, our thirst, it, it can't be touched. It's not something that's physical. And on the last and greatest day, while they're celebrating God's provision, Jesus says God is still providing. And if you want your thirst satisfied, come to me and drink. Thank you for listening.